0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show.
1: Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. In snowy DC, the March for Life rallies against abortion with an eye towards the November elections. We shall talk about whether or not that is an effective strategy. I don't think so. And as a pro-life person, I think that I would know that. If I thought I was going to go, pretty good eye
0: on this. Yeah, probably not
1: going to go very well at all. But before we get to oh, and also this Holocaust education bill. I cannot believe that there is anybody that's against this, right? SB 5851 strongly encourages schools to include curriculum instruction on the Holocaust. I can't believe that anybody would stand up and say, no dice. But apparently some people did when they were talking about it. Before we get to all that, though, we have averted a government shutdown. Thanks to Mike Johnson. Who? who did a bipartisan deal. He did the same thing. You remember that guy, Kevin McCarthy? Handsome guy, San Diego. Great, great, great hair. hair. Great hair. So he was fired. He was voted out of his speakership because Mm -hmm. he tried to make a a bipartisan deal on a continuing resolution. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so a bunch of Republicans said, we can't have that, and we'll never do that ever again. And then Mike Johnson said, "Uh, I need to make a deal on a continuing resolution, and I need it to be bipartisan based on Mm -hmm. the rules of the House. I have Mm -hmm. to have a majority of the people Mm -hmm. in the Republican Party. And then he got that done, and everybody went, hooray, no government shutdown. So all that hullabaloo around getting rid of Kevin McCarthy, who was the highest fundraiser, by the way, in the GOP, basically for nothing. And I think it goes to show that most people in politics, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you are a thief and a liar and you will remove people and then do the thing that you said that you weren't going to do because you are a thief and a liar. Thank you, Mike Johnson, for that. And Jesus hates a liar. I just want to but say loves that.
0: Mike Johnson. He does. He, me, well, talk, God talks to Mike Johnson on a regular basis, right? Jesus
1: loves everyone, I, True that. True Jesus that. is for you. He's for me. Yep. He's for even people like Laura with her deplorable deplorable habits and tactics, like eating food over the sink, right? Even Jesus loves young Laura over there, just eating cheese right out of a bag over the sink like a goblin, just at three o'clock in the morning, just shoveling cheese right he in He forgives okay, you. Okay,
2: blame the producer. <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's, it's this kind of thing, man, where people say, Jack, why do you rip on the GOP so much? Why, why don't you make fun of Democrats? There's really no distinction in my mind between the two. Outside of maybe abortion and trans people, it's really not that big of a distinction between the, the uniparty that we have. And so when you have a continuing mm-hmm. resolution, which extends funding through March, when you said you weren't going to do it anymore because you needed to rein in spending and then you do it again – I have seen this happen so many times. I've been studying politics for the better part of a decade, really my whole life, but professionally for the better part of a decade. Any of this... I've seen this pattern happen so many times. We're going to rein in spending. We're going to do this. We're all going to have a revolutionary act. It doesn't matter if it's on the Democrat side or Republican side. They always do this. There's going to be a change in Washington today and then three months later. So about that continuing resolution. Yeah. Uh, going to go ahead and need to get a, a simple majority from the Republican Party on this yeah, per the House rules. They have to
0: go across the aisle on this one. Because they know that shutting down the government is, just doesn't play well. No, it's it, you know, it did no. never it, it, and and there's a big election coming up in November. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be the party that shut the government down. and And Johnson is shown he's not going to be held hostage by the freedom caucus extreme minority,
1: just like Kevin McCarthy, right. and is, they
0: and they voted in right exactly. and, and Johnson's risking that, yeah, because he's smart enough to know that shutting down the government to appease the far right extremists of his caucus, are going to cost his caucus, and then he can see further than this day's news cycle, which they can't seem to on the, in the Freedom Caucus.
1: So with the United States currently about $44 trillion in debt. That is an incredible amount of money. Now, when you say to yourself, what does that actually mean when it comes to debt? I will explain debt now the way that my high-level Ph.D. economics professor, Professor Nichols, explained it to me when I was in her economics class. Debt. global debt is basically, hey, you owe me $5, and I owe you $10, so why don't we just split the bill and say that it's $5, and then you can collect interest on my debt until I give you the $5, which I might give you over the course of the next 20 years. Or you can buy some stocks and some bonds from me, and then you'll get the return or the derivatives on those. (laughs) Does that make sense? Sure. So. A Debt is sold on the global market. Yeah. So when we talk about debt, it's not like the way that you and I have debt. It's the, like we are indebted to a bank. Countries trade debt. They swap debt. It's a really gross system. That's the simplest way I can put it. Did
0: that take transpire under the Reagan administration where our debt became an, a monetary asset yeah, that other countries bought? Yeah, that's yeah. correct.
1: So under the Reagan administration, 1982 to 1984, there was this very subtle shift where – At one point in time, the United States was the world's biggest creditor. We would we just loan out money to people, and then all of a sudden, there was this crazy idea. It's modern monetary theory, which basically goes like this: Hey, just keep printing money. Right, (laughs) we're out of money. Make more, make more. And then they do this thing that's called quantitative easing. Are you familiar with this? I am. Uh, Do you mind if I explain it to people? Please, a lot
0: of people don't understand.
1: Quantitative easing basically works like this: The United States, we got. Let's just make a round number on this. We got to come up with ten million dollars. We need ten million dollars. But we can't print $10 million because the Fed hasn't authorized it. They've only authorized a million dollars. So here's what we'll do. We'll print (laughs) a million dollars, but we'll say on paper that it's $10 million. I know this sounds crazy, but that's what we'll do. And we'll borrow against that extra $9 million so that it becomes real. That is the, the hole that we're in now is the United States print more money, say that it's worth about 10 times that, and then say, look at how great the economy is doing when in actuality it's just getting further and further into debt. Isn't that so fun? That's your political theory lesson for the day. (laughs) Give me that cash
0: and I will do this thing? That's
1: pretty much what we do in the United States. Just go ahead and print more of that money and we have all of the neoliberals out there to thank for that. Thousands of opponents of abortion uh, rallied under falling snow today at the annual March for Life. Speakers urged the impassioned crowd to capitalize on the movement's major victory in the supreme court and keep fighting until abortion is eliminated and of course everybody likes a good rally everybody likes a good you go you get get to feel good about participating in something you can meet friends you can make friends maybe i could make some friends at a pro-life rally uh so but the 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 problem with this, Spike, is that you know we could talk about the abortion debate all day long. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, we've, you and I have done it a couple dozen times. Yeah. I'd rather talk about whether or not this is an effective election strategy. Good, good, call. good call. I think we can distill down our abortion debate. For, we could shorthand it by saying, Spike's pro-choice, I'm pro-life, and then we uh, shake hands and meet in the middle, and nobody cries. I think that's a good way to— Perfect. Okay. Yep. So um, the this election strategy is awful. It might be good for fundraising in the short term. In the long term, this is the kind of thing that loses elections because abortion is a very complicated – or excuse me, uh, birth is a very – pregnancy – very complicated process. Yes, and it involves this thing called science and medicine. Don't know if you heard of that, Spike, but it's a modern thing.
0: <laughs> um, they were a hair metal band, yeah. Science and Medicine, <laughs> about '82 out of uh, the, Philadelphia. They
1: opened up for Air Supply, yes, right that's what back it was. in the day. Yeah. And so when you pass these laws, like what Idaho wants to pass, in which they remove the exemption for rape or incest, this is not good because women vote with their hearts on this issue, and they think to themselves. If I am in a circumstance where I don't want an abortion, but I need it for medical reasons, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be humiliated like that poor woman in Texas and have my name dragged through the media, have Ken Paxton refer to me by name on local television dozens of times. Women are thinking themselves as a very private thing. I don't want to be... Again, the whole thing in Texas was just to humiliate women and to convince them to not try to pursue this even when it was life-threatening. So... This is not a good election strategy. This is the kind of thing that loses elections, which is why Jason Whitlock said two weeks ago, I'm more in favor of life than I am in suffrage, basically insinuating that women shouldn't be able to vote because if women do get to vote, they're going to vote for the ability to have an abortion.
0: To have an opinion, how dare they?
1: Right, exactly. So I don't know, Spike, what's your read of this? Because when I see this, sure, they're going to feel good about it. Sure, they're going to be all rah, rah, rah about it. But at the end of the day... This is the kind of thing that people get out and vote for.
0: Look, it's the most motivating factor. Look at, issue. What hap- look at what happened in Ohio. Absolutely. Kentucky. Kentucky. Name, name your you pick. You name it. right. And these states are rushing to uh, – this is a minority point of view, and it's not just me. It's the, every polling from coast to coast will tell you that the majority of Americans, almost 70 percent, think that this should be an individual choice. Even people who believe that life begins at conception and are pro-life. Many of them carry the belief that it's not my decision to dictate how another person lives their life, or controls their their health, or their body, yes. or their or their family planning. Right. So it's a losing issue, but there's a point of view that's a minority point of view that people are running on because we're in a lot of states. You have uh, I don't make it left or right, but you have a, a minority of the of the state controlling the legislative body of that state. You know, through gerrymandering or whatever, and they're they're imposing a minority point of view. On an electorate that disagrees with them, so to your point, it's a losing political strategy. But they're getting what they need. You know, they're I, getting what, getting it done.
1: I always thought about. I had this crazy idea, and and everyone always calls me a crazy socialist whenever I bring this up. But this is what they do. It, you know, it doesn't cost a baby to, It doesn't cost any money to have a baby in Israel. I didn't know that. It Doesn't cost you a cent to have a baby. I, you can do it up to three times. Totally free to have a baby. Fourth one, you got to pay. But the first three, free that, baby. That seems very fair. First uh, three are on the house. Right. Yeah, so yeah. average cost in the United States to have a baby in a hospital is around $35,000, right? Now, mm-hmm. that is, if you're going into debt to cr- make a human life, that is not good. So I have this crazy idea. What if all birth in the United States, make it federal, free? Mm-hmm. Free. You don't you don't get a, there's no bill for when you have a baby. Okay. 100% free. Okay. Any of the complications that go into it, 100% free.
0: All prenatal care, all, all exams. I'm all I'm talking that
1: about different all From the, from of the it.
0: day the test says you're pregnant. Yeah,
1: top to bottom. Okay. Everything you get free, 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 OBGYN, whatever it is. Now, I'm not talking about universal health care, but I'm talking about if we care about babies the way that I care about babies.
0: The way the, the pro-life movement says they care about babies. I mean,
2: this, was, this is their theme from the, the march today that they announced on stage. Ooh. The theme for the March for Life this year is with... Every woman for every child, because that is the heart of what the pro life movement is about helping mothers and babies fully humanly
1: flourish. It's an interesting Friends, strategy. studies have shown that 60% of women who choose abortion would have chosen life if they felt
2: that they had more support. And not only that, I but told you, one dude. in four women who choose abortion. ...are coerced to have that abortion.
0: Maybe you should go to this rally to make friends. What does a woman
2: (laughs) most need when she is facing
1: an unexpected pregnancy? Money. She doesn't need fear-mongering. She
2: doesn't need shame. What she needs to hear is, you've got this. Base. and i will help you base with money
1: with money yeah. that's, no, that's yeah. what spot i would add spot on. yeah no spot on <laughs> give me that
2: cash and i will do this thing give me that cash and i will do this thing give me that
1: cash and i will do this thing wow if you this is a crazy thing about it in in many nordic countries for the first year of your baby's life you don't pay for anything you don't pay for food you don't well, pay for that diapers. was my next thought in fact they send you home with a box with everything that you need this is, the... and they
2: give you like what six months a year? Yeah, of, correct. Of yeah, maternity and paternity leave.
1: Right, that's the way we should be doing it. And so, and I say that not because I'm some crazy socialist. I say that because if you truly believe it, the way I believe it, you wouldn't want somebody to get an abortion because they can't afford it
0: and but like the speaker at that said it's it's pressure from financial pressure social pressure right exactly feel alone they feel nobody wants to they feel ridiculed all these things uh, expectant mothers yeah
1: right and so i don't know why no one has put forth other than bernie sanders by the way crazy old socialist bernie sanders has put forth the idea that health care for, for for children should be free can
2: okay. i respond no
0: well <laughs> how hard was it to get the didn't they just Bernie <laughs> Thank you, Bernie.
2: Sit so down, no, please.
0: Sit so down, no, please. Thank you, Bernie. Please, mister Mr Mr. Senator. Mr Mr. Senator, Did, please. Didn't they just reenact the child tax credit?
1: Yes, they it was. Did. Right. Yeah, 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 so yeah. and
0: how hard was that? That was completely fought again. I hate the for again first
1: three years. Yes. And, really and Republicans pushed
0: that? tooth and nail against it. Right. So how do you how do you make having a baby so unaffordable and then not let not want people to have a choice well, to end a pregnancy? I'll give
1: you another example. Again, we're talking about, you know, this uh, the right for life rally that's going on. And also this Idaho Republican who wants to remove rape and incest exemptions from um, abortion laws and how that's not exactly a winning political strategy. It might be in Idaho, but it certainly isn't nationally. A friend of mine has two kids and I said, You're gonna have a third baby? Says, not uh, in
0: Israel. No, said, <laughs> it's the third one's for you. not a
1: fourth. Okay, sorry. I he never knew he that. says uh he says he can't afford it. Can't okay. Afford it. He oh. said we want we want another one we can't afford it. Okay. I said, Hey, I go, you know, guy, I could like I can like help you out, like I, you know, I got a lot of money, like I.
0: Can... <laughs> you to support kids. kids. Where's kid want to go to college? No, I,
1: just, I just <laughs> said I was like, if you guys can't like afford like the insurance on the birth or whatever, like the what is it, the the premium on it? Yeah. The I was like I could cover that for you guys if you want, and he goes, no, it's not that. It's the whole, it's the daycare and it's the yeah, maintenance it's a, it's a... and it's all the other things. And I just thought, how sad is that? That is a young man and his wife. They want to have more kids and they can't do it because it's too expensive. And so you're not pro-life, in my humble opinion, unless you're willing to say, like, well, okay, well, let's actually protect that life and let's ensure that that life uh, is uh, raised in a a circumstance. Support.
0: Yeah, like the speaker said.
1: All right. uh, Speaking of, by the way, there is a Holocaust education bill that is being proposed as anti-Semitic incidents increase. This is in Washington state. So we wanted to get this written this by um, Matt Markovich. It's Senate Bill 5851, and it strongly encourages schools to include curriculum instruction on the Holocaust, the, system, the systematic persecution and murder of Jewish people and other victims by the Nazi regime between 1933 and 1945. Uh, the bill also states that schools may cover other examples of genocides and crimes against humanity. Interesting fact of history is that Winston Churchill is the reason why we know so much about the Holocaust, That's why he sent the British press corps down there, sent like hundreds of men and women down there to document everything because he would later say uh, no one will believe that this was actually true. Everyone will believe that where this is we're embellishing it. So we're going to cover this top to bottom. And unfortunately, he was right about it because there are still people to this day who will deny that. But what's weird is that some people wanted to uh, they wanted to get rid of. They didn't think that that was acceptable. They want they, they didn't think that this was appropriate in so many ways. Mostly powerless. but well, that's besides the point. Well, they they
0: deemed that the education of the historical of the Holocaust education helped perpetuate a, a an Israeli victimhood and justified Israeli actions in this current situation with Gaza. Sure, that's their that's their rationale.
1: Right, uh, that's another way of being anti Semitic. Right, that's I, another yeah. way. Like the unfortunate thing of anti Semitism is that in all of its various forms that it comes in, it either comes from you know Johnny B Good on the on the internet, who's talking about how the Holocaust didn't happen, or it's coming from some crazy leftist who's like the Holocaust didn't happen. It's so bizarre. It's it to me it is it is the one thing that the far right and the far left can join hand in hands, just like Dutch and that other guy Carl Weathers and Predator when they do the the arm wrestle in midair. Do you know what I'm talking about, Laura? Do you ever see Predator? No. You're fired. It's the. Scene
2: I know
1: of, the I know the meme. The, yeah, where they
0: right. Oh, yeah, right. uh, far arms left, locked
1: in unity. Right. Far left, far right. They love hating Jews, and I think this is a perfect example of that. I think that this bill personally should should go through. I think this is great that that this is mandatory so that children understand what extremism looks like and what can happen whether you're a leftist or you're on the right. When it comes to extremism, we, we got
0: in a heated discussion at dinner a couple nights ago with family about this particular topic. Why? Because you know it, it, it's going to make people feel bad. Blah 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 blah. And it was, it, I'm like, sometimes people need to feel bad. Shouldn't people feel bad about a bunch the of horrible peop- things? Should right. make people feel bad. Like but the cure is not not letting people know what happened. That's not the cure for.
1: Right. I mean, I don't understand why. Like. Yes, bad things happen. That's why we talk about them. So they don't happen happen again. again. Thank you. Take a really quick break. When we get back, I am suffering deeply with not only post-COVID fatigue, but also seasonal affective disorder. And thankfully, there are 12 strategies to deal with this. I have not read this, but we shall do it together and we shall determine whether or not these are cringe or base Okay, and trying to help everybody who might be a little sad because there's no sun. We'll talk about it. We get back right after this.
0: asked them to be holding a baby raptor but they spend a lot of money cleaning up my face or based if i had to fight someone so that people would
1: listen to my radio show (laughs) i would be horrifically embarrassed we're currently fighting to stay alive i am suffering in ways that you could not possibly imagine because I was ill with COVID and now I've got COVID fatigue. Now, my good friend John Curley always likes to say, don't ask the audience for anything. Not sympathy, not pity, not nothing. And so I just want to be, I'm, I'm not asking for it. I'm merely trying to prep people for this next segment because we're going to be talking about seasonal affective disorder okay. i know many people are affected by it spike isn't because he walks in every morning with a big old smile on his face wearing loafers with no socks mm-hmm. and not a jacket even though it's 30 degrees outside walking in just i'm walking on sunshine and i'm there in all black layered up
0: what's i tell you
1: deeply ill yeah horribly depressed And then Spike mocks me relentlessly. Oh, I
0: don't. You know, I don't. (laughs) I love you. Pray the outlook and the point of view. We have this list list of
1: of strategies to deal with seasonal affective disorder. Laura, would you mind reading us uh, a couple of these? We're going to determine whether or not these are cringe and or based, being that some of these seem to me like they're a little woo-woo. Some of these to me seem like they're, but some of them might actually work. So let's go through the list.
2: Bring in the light. Make your home shine. Add more lamps, brighten rooms with light colored paint and carpets.
1: Okay, so this might be a good thing if the COVID fatigue didn't make all light seem as if it was like I'm at ten thousand lumens. Anytime I look at anything, it's basically the sun at this point in time. <laughs> okay, oh,
2: because the next one is duplicate the sun. Duplicate uh.
1: the
0: sun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you're doing that and awaken <laughs> to light. Okay, so we're moving through this really no, that, quick, no, that,
0: and that's good because you're doing a lot of things already that combat. You feel like you've got some seasonal affective disorder. Or it could just be COVID fatigue. Either it, one, it could be a little bit of both. But yeah, you yeah. are you already live in a place that has got a lot of glass. A lot windows a lot of windows that's another part of right is the window take
2: a window seat right it it does say sit by a window at work if you can i'm looking around this is very much a windowless room
1: thankfully we have a windowless space and i have to look past andrew out the windows to a lovely brick wall if i want a leafless tree and a leafless (laughs) tree so uh and also the windows in cairo radio studios are non-existent unless you go up to People on management gets the window. Get so yeah, Brian fumes. gets a window. Yeah. Charlie gets a window. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, makes sense for you. Okay. The, that's the, why
2: they're so cheerful all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, but, okay. The next one is walk outside. We could leave the building. That That's an option. Okay, get outdoors on a bright winter day.
1: This is I do enjoy going for walks. I walk regularly. Recently though, because of the COVID fatigue, if I make it about 3 quarters of the way up the stairs to my apartment, I'm basically like one of the people who's tapping out halfway up <laughs> Everest, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I hear. Get leave the sh- me leave me here to die. Li- just leave me. Get the yeah. Sherpas. Get my tell my children I love them. That's basically <laughs> where I'm at right now with fatigue. I got winded stepping into the elevator this morning. <laughs> stepping into it it's a two-inch drop. What is this? So,
2: okay, well, uh, get fit is next on the list. Yeah, I'm already fit.
1: I'm already crazy fit. And this one says, like, if whether you walk, jog, cycle, indoors or out, aerobic activity heightens mood-boosting brain chemicals. That would be great if getting out of bed today, didn't. I didn't just burst I was sweating profusely, right? Yeah, you're, I was you're, like Arnold and pumping iron. Do you know what I mean? It was just like... An insane amount of yeah, energy I, to I, even get I, out of I bed. I think your
0: condition is more post COVID than it is okay. seasonal affected. This. But this list this, this could help people out there who, because we have it in this part of the country. I mean, sure, we get it up here. It's sure. a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. My mom lasted two winters here from Florida. And when, I've told you this before. She moved here because I moved here, my brother moved here, I had all her grandkids. Yeah. My mom and dad relocated from sunny Gulf Coast, Florida. My mom lasted two winters here. Couldn't take it.
1: She had to go back had, to God's had, waiting room.
0: She went back to God's waiting room. Got <laughs> sat by the pool with her jigsaw puzzle, sipping her vanilla chocolate coffee, and yada yada. <laughs> she
2: said, "I'll see the grandkids once. I'll here. see, I'll see you. You. That's why
0: she goes. Well, you have the kids. <laughs> well, I have Disney. So who's going to win this fight? Yeah, she exactly. Was right. yeah. You know, yeah, that's uh, a good one. But m- it's real. This one managed
1: stress. Not in the radio business. I'll say that 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 We got a
2: clock. It's constantly ticking. We
1: can't beat that one.
2: I do like that. I like that, though. I mean, you do yoga. That helps manage stress, right? I haven't
1: been able to do it for two weeks because I've been so physically. You
2: stretch, right? I do a lot
1: of stretching. I am a very flexible young man because for all the single ladies out there, you want to stay nice and limber in your your mid-30s. Oh, yeah. He's balanced. You know. Yep. Got to be able to... The sharp-dressed man. Sharp-dressed. Yeah. Tailored clothing, by the way, yeah. anybody out there. Go ahead and just uh, send resumes to Cairo
0: Radio. <laughs> well, one thing it does say that you haven't done here... Yes. ...is to... Uh, Seek vaca- pencil on a vacation. I have penciled in a vacation. I, oh, well, it's coming up. I'm going to see. Yeah, but it's okay. not for like another eight weeks. Well, the so well, we next eight weeks could be the toughest of the year for this disease-affected <laughs> disorder. I know. I mean, you know what I'm
1: saying? I planned this so poorly because I was like, oh, I've got vacation time coming up. What shall I do with it? I'll push it back another six
0: weeks. Right, right. <laughs> and, and Laura and I were talking about this this morning because you've been you've been pushing through it really, you know, you've been a champ.
2: Yeah, we were whispering about you when you were not in the you room. Know, and Gossip. It, you
0: mean when well, I went downstairs yeah. to... to To seek a dark space to lay down and hide? What did you guys wish? In your
2: little vampiric coffin.
0: Yeah, literally. (laughs) Laura and I both reveled in the rejuvenative effects of the vacations that she and I took
2: over the the holiday
0: break when you worked. Right. You worked so others could vacation. You worked like multiple shifts. I did. I did. And it's starting to take its toll. Not a
1: single thank you from anybody in management. Not a single one from anybody. Andrew was the only person. He came up to me. Tears in his eyes. Yeah. And he said, Jack, I can't believe that they're charging you. I can't believe that they're indicting you. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's a Trump story. I
2: did it again. Ugh, he said, <laughs> That keeps happening. <laughs> Well, there's so
0: many, it's hard to avoid them. They're like asteroids in a Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, seek warmth. That's a yeah. good one. Uh, curb carbs. Many sad patients are saying that they are uh, claim to be carbohydrate addicts. I that's could me. work
2: on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, you, and you do a good job there, too. Uh, yeah, you that's do. not me
1: either. Yeah. Supplement your diet. I already do that. Mm-hmm. It says- uh, That ideally, says
0: like a vitamins. Do you take a lot of vitamins? I take do take B's? a lot of
1: vitamins. Okay. Not as much as Mr. Curly, but All I right. do take a lot of vitamins. This is B6, thiamine. <gasps> hey, hi, John. Folic acid. Uh, call your doctor about... Uh, you know what? I'll call Dr. Z. I'll bug him about this after the show. Yeah, should
2: we have him on, actually? Give us some tips. Yeah, he not can come idea. on.
1: Dr. Z, uh, he's a good idea. He's a good person to have on, so we can talk about this. You know this. we ought
0: to call? To have, we ought to call some of the local hotel spas. Ah, yes. To
1: get yes. you a weekend. Mm. I will say... A spa weekend for you. I will say this. One of the strategies that's not on here that I use for seasonal affective disorder is I try new things. That's a really big there you one. Go. So new yeah. foods, new recipes... Counter
2: dining. <laughs> I know, but
0: it's like, there you go. Counter try, dining. So
1: trying new things, experimenting with things. I got okay. an audio interface for my guitar, so I could plug it into my computer, start recording stuff. Okay. T- new things. Try to exercise the mind. That's a strategy that I've been using recently. If I could stand up for more than two minutes without immediately needing to sit down.
0: You, well you know we've got another hour or a little bit more of before the weekend hits us. Yeah. We, I think we should get you airlifted up to a nice resort casino. <laughs> this weekend to spend a couple of days just pampered yeah, in a no. row by a fireplace full windows right. a nice spa treatment for you this would be this good this is idea. what
2: I did last weekend
0: oh I look yeah look how she
2: came back like that look at a at glow, this. fresh right? as
1: a daisy yeah. and I'm over here just a corpse fresh to death like I got dressed in a coffin we'll take a really quick break <laughs> when we get back no stupid questions. Looks like somebody wants to know about the Section 5 of the 14th Amendment. This is a really fascinating legal mechanism that we can talk about okay. as it pertains to former President Donald Trump, not often cited, as much of the Constitution isn't. Also, people have some very strong opinions about whether or not Donald Trump should be taken on or off the ballot. If you want to ask us a question, 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. We'll talk about it we we'll get back right after this.
0: There are no stupid questions. There are only stupid answers. So many
1: questions we can get to. So many. Most of them about Donald Trump and the attempts to remove Donald Trump from the ballot in Washington state that failed. Now, uh, I know that people have very strong opinions about Donald Trump. And so I think that it's often very important to try to analyze this like we're little political theorists. We don't let our emotions get involved. Okay, so we're, we try. Right. To be, I know that you have a hard time with this. I fight, do because I your right blood pressure goes up yeah. anytime you see an orange. Your blood pressure just goes Hold on, up. Oh, I've got to take another lip. You Hold on, <laughs> so Thank you very much. Somebody texted in and they said, "So, what level of insurrection or attempt to undermine U.S. structures would disqualify someone from running for election?" I think that's a really good question. If I had my druthers, personally. I would like to see a document that links the Trump administration or one of his cronies to one of the the inner circle of the Proud Boys to some of the three percenters, whatever it was, Oath Keepers. Okay, But the issue with that, though, is that now what people are referring to January 6th as is they're calling it the Fed-surrection instead of insurrection because they say it's all Feds. Now, you have to ignore about, oh, I want to be kind about this. You have to ignore about 30% of the footage that was found during January 6th to mm-hmm, say that. Mm-hmm. And also, that argument doesn't really hold water because if if it was released that there were uh, FBI agents who were walking around with the BLM rioters encouraging them to engage in acts of mischief, uh, th- nobody would say, oh, well, that was that was the feds who were involved with that. And the funny thing about that is... That's actually true. There were federal agents walking around with the BLM riders, encouraging them to engage in civil disobedience. It's, it's so, been if yeah. you if you have that standard, and you, you you see what I'm saying, like people have a very difficult time being consistent about this. Absolutely true. I don't care if there were feds there or they weren't. There were people there who engaged in illegal behavior. If somebody tells you to jump off a bridge, do you do it? It's pretty simple. If a federal agent tells you to break into the to the uh, Capitol building, do you do it? No, please. Let's not be children about this. And then also, uh, somebody said uh, if the presumption of innocence is to be uh, disregarded, shouldn't Biden be taken off the ballot because of alleged uh, allegedly taking influence money? This is a really good point, I think, because Donald Trump does have the presumption of innocence mm-hmm. in this country, right? And yet, at the same time, people have already determined that he is guilty. That's why I well, say we well, need to document something well, like that. Th-
0: that's, Testimony. Th- that's then foregoing the fact that there was a five-day bench trial in, per se, Colorado, mm-hmm. where evidence was presented. Mm-hmm. Now, there was no counter-evidence presented. There were no counter-witnesses. There was no due process. That's what I'm saying, In man. the bench trial. So I'm with you. It's- and and I've am I'm and i I'm, come around on the idea that my initial point was Trump shouldn't be above the law. If the Constitution says people who engage in or aid in bed, blah, 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 blah. Right. But your point is that let the people decide. I'm coming to that point of view, that the people should decide. So if we say Trump can't be taken off the ballot because the people should decide, then we also have to have the other side agree to, or at least Trump agree to, let the people decide. And if they decide no, you pack your stuff and leave.
1: So somebody asked about Section 5 of the 14th Amendment, which vests Congress with the authority to adopt, quote-unquote, appropriate legislation to enforce the other parts of the amendment, most uh, most notably the provisions in Section 1. Now, Section 1 of the 14th Amendment is basically talking about uh, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any one person of life, liberty, or property without mm-hmm. any due process due of law. Due process, yeah. So if, if you – I'm assuming what they're saying is that the House would need to get involved in drafting up what they deem to be laws around whether or not an insurrection occurred. Does that make sense? So how do we classify this? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. What is the determinable punishment around those kinds? of? That's what I'm assuming this person means. But this largely applies to only the first segment in that Congress had to pass laws to ensure that this was not going to happen, like at the state level when they tried to do Jim Crow, so on and so forth. Well,
0: in Washington, where the judge just said that you can't keep Trump off the ballot in Washington. Right. There is still legislative activity to try to pass laws that say whether Trump or anyone who takes ah, is right, right? They're, okay. the, the state legislators are trying to do that on a state-by-state basis. This is saying that these articles, or at least the 14th Amendment, the sections they're in, can be, uh, up through appropriate legislation... Passed by Congress and enforced by Congress.
1: All fun stuff. It's going to be a really interesting year as the year rolls <sighs> everybody on. Everybody vote, please. Everybody's got yeah, to go Everybody vote. vote, not
0: just 15% they had in Iowa.
1: Right. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I really do think that what what's going to happen is the rhetoric's going to get more and more heated. Yeah. And I think that it's our responsibility as people who try to be thoughtful in, and I'm talking about our in, in the royal sense, everybody. Right? Okay, I'm talking okay. about it's, it's kind of our responsibility as good citizens. To not be reactive and to say, okay, well, let's just look at the merits of the argument, not do whataboutisms here, issue dependent, and then we'll move on, right? Like, if I find out that Joe Biden was actually getting money from whoever, then he'll talk about it, and then I'll say, hey, you know who shouldn't be on the... you know, shouldn't be
0: on the ballot. Right. It's Joe Biden. It shouldn't be
1: Joseph Robinhood Biden. Took Robin a lot of Biden. Money.
0: Or maybe somebody took $7.8 million while he ran four hotels. I don't know. A lot of people, you know, <laughs> maybe. if there's facts and evidence, yeah, let's so, call it.
1: son-in-law gets a $2 billion loan from saying, the Saudis, first, you know, it's like it's six, evidence.
0: six months after he leaves
1: office, yeah, pretty suspicious. So there's a bill proposing child removal from homes in the Pacific Northwest with uh, fentanyl This should be a thing already, but for some reason, people want to try to debate this. Five homeless people died in Seattle during the extreme cold snap from hypothermia. How can this happen? Well, only a couple churches actually stepped up to want to help people. We'll talk about this when we get back right after this.